It would seem that Bitcoin and most crypto have taken a turn for the better this week as Bitcoin has crossed the $4,000 threshold once again. Does this mean we've all been good little boys and girls? Well, in spite of this good news, some are still saying Bitcoin is dead. John McAfee's sounding a little bit like Darth Vader, and it's not a good idea to make it rain if you're in Hong Kong. We're also going to address the elephant in the living room. What happened to our frequent guest, Mr. Ronnie Moas, and why is he not likely to be back on the show? There's a few things we know for sure. Blockchain rocks, Frosty is a snowman and not a snow person, and snowflakes do indeed melt. We aren't ho-ho-hos, but we are Travis and Joes, and we're here to deliver the bad news for episode number 220 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and the crypto Christmases. I'm more of a, a ding dong than a ho ho. How about you, Travis? You know, I am what a, a Twinkie. <laughs> not, a, not a Twinkie. What are those? Those snowballs. I love those snowballs. Yeah. Those, um, yeah, yeah. There's like this. Um, actually, it's a zinger. I'm more of a zinger. The raspberry cream-filled zingers, that's what I am. Oh my gosh, I used to love the vanilla zingers, and you put them in the fridge and get them good and cold, or even freeze them and eat them like that. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I don't really eat that kind of junk food anymore. If I'm going to have cake, make it like a real slice of cake, not some processed, you know, crap. Every once in a while, if I go to the grocery store or the convenience store, uh, if I see those raspberry zingers, I will grab one. Not not very often, but I, I would say that's way better than calling me a Twinkie, Mr. Joel Kong. How dare you? I'm offended. <laughs> well, zingers also match your personality because you're a funny guy. Hey, so we appreciate that. And we also appreciate our show sponsor, Warbly. Remember those guys? They were on just a few episodes ago. And they are changing, or at least seeking to change, the financial services slash crypto and blockchain world. They're building an efficient, honest, and accessible platform for financial services. So if you were to take insurance, personal and business banking, e-commerce, and roll it all up into a ball, you've got Warbly. Compliant, auditable, identity verification built in, enabling a network of trust. You guys can check it out and take place in blockchain's only compliant and regulated financial ecosystem at warbly w-o-r-b-l-i dot i-o and don't be wobbly about warbly just go check it out yeah no, weebles wobbles but they don't fall down well we've got some news to get into and as promised and by popular demand we're going to go ahead and let you guys know why ronnie moas is not likely to be back on bad cryptos Stick around for all of it let's get on with the news Time stamping for 5.30 Eastern time on today, the 20th of December, and Bitcoin has just passed $4,100, the total crypto market cap, $133 billion, approaching $134, XRP, $0.37, cents. Ethereum, back at $115, Bcash, up 
50% in the last 24 hours to $195. EOS 260, Stellar 12.5 cents. Bitcoin SV, the other B cash, 113. Litecoin $32. Tether $1.01. And Tron at 1.7 cents. Yeah, literally every coin in the top 20, uh, well, except for Tether, but that really doesn't count, is up today by 5 to 10, 20, 50%. Bitcoin up nine and almost 9.5%. It was really nice to wake up and look at the Blockfolio and not have Blockfolio crying for a change. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, right. I was like, whoa, whoa, we having an up day? Wow. Oh, well, you know, if this can sustain, if it can close over 4,000 for a few days in a row, then we could potentially make that move back to 5,000. You're so smart, Mr. Joel Com. So here's the question. What has caused the rally? I've been looking through the news and I don't see anything in particular that has sparked this increase. I see nothing that would would tell me that this miniature bull run is sustainable i would see nothing in here that says yay we're, we're in the clear now it's just weird watching so many of these coins go up this like these are the kinds of numbers that we were seeing last december like each day like oh what look at this everything's up this percent wow 40 percent up today like that that's what was happening last december and actually one piece of our news we might as well just get that first piece of the news out of the way is, you know, one year ago this week was when Bitcoin's price hit a record twenty thousand dollars, and uh, yeah, and I think that's where we were sitting at near over eight hundred billion dollars in market cap. Here we are now at one hundred and thirty billion in market cap, and Bitcoin sitting at forty one hundred, down five x from there from the twenty thousand. Ah, uh, the good old days. Seems like just yesterday year ago that bitcoin hit twenty thousand, and I, you know i don't know that we're gonna see that kind of crazy spike i think you know it's probably in my mind likely to be more slow and steady as you know bitcoin comes back at least that's what i think well it was crazy when it was happening like from october to december last year this the it was a parabolic rise like every day we were just like what are you serious what um yeah and so yeah i I don't like, I didn't really like it then, to be quite frank. I wanted it to kind of go a little slower so I could accumulate a little bit more before it went so crazy. And now it's gone down. People have been able to accumulate a little bit more. I mean, before that parabolic rise last year, I remember like, you know, XRP was sitting at around, what, 10, 12 cents maybe. And and so now that's sitting at still, what, 38 cents now. So that's still, even though the prices, a lot of them have gone way up, Ethereum went way up. XRP went way up to $3. It's still more than it was before this rise. And even Bitcoin, before the big rise, it was sitting at about two grand or so. And so it's still above that. Ethereum, even now, it's like a dollar or 115 bucks. It's still above where it was before that parabolic rise. Litecoin is, is sitting at $32, which is about where it was before. Uh, Neo, too. Neo is sitting at like $7 right now, which previously it got up to 150 plus bucks or whatever. So there are definitely, you know, you got to pick your, pick the ones you think are the ones you like the most. And um, when these prices are down, that's a great time to load up. 
Well, not everybody is, you know, incredibly optimistic about Bitcoin and some have you know, other reasons for being so. Calvin Ayer, who's one of the founders of Bcash, says that I'm afraid I'm predicting it to go to zero value as it has no utility. It does not do anything and they are intentionally anti-scaling. Uh, but at the same time, he's saying that, uh, you know, Bitcoin SV is a currency, not just an asset to be held and has real utility. So there's no ulterior motives there at all. Yeah, there's no bias or ulterior motive at all there. It seems to me like he's he's completely full of crap. And he's just, this is basically <laughs> PR. <laughs> what it sounds like to me, he's trying to make his cryptos uh, blow up. When did that article came out? The article came out a couple of days ago. Came out a couple and days ago. actually since then, <laughs> it's gone up about 60%. So but Bcash is the the original BCH is the one that's exploded. It is currently sitting at $195 in the last 24 hours, up more than 49%. That is definitely the uh, the biggest winner, you know, in the last 24 hours. There's a few others though. If you sort on Coin Market Cap by 24 hour change, uh, chain, change, sorry, crypto.com chain. Is number 96 in the market cap, never heard of it, up 53%. Stratus, up 37%. And everything that's got Bitcoin, Bitcoin Diamond is up, Bitcoin SV is up, and uh, those and Digitex uh, up almost 20%. Of course, uh, we're advisors with Digitex, and they are currently in the number 81 spot in the top 100 with a market cap of $43.5 million dollars million dollars yeah if you actually take a look at the price graph you know seven day price graph on most all of these cryptos it's up 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 up. so the last seven days specifically the last four days have been really good for the crypto world but man we, we, we took such a beating these last few months that it's just been it's nice to see a day like this you know it makes you smile to me it makes me go oh Today's a perfect day to unload some crypto, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm like almost gun, I'm almost gun shy now. It's like, oh, it's oh, look at all the prices have gone up. Better sell before they crash further. Here's another pessimistic story from Eric Finman. He was one of the earliest crypto millionaires, according to this article on uh, Fox News. He actually was interviewed by Market Watch, and he said, "Bitcoin is dead. It's too fragmented. There's tons of infighting. I just don't think it will last. It may have a bull market or two left in it, but long term, it's dead." He's really down on Litecoin. He says, "Litecoin's been dead for a while. It's like when the sun is going down, and there's that eight minute period just before it goes dark. Litecoin is in its seventh minute." When when uh, the creator of the coin sells all of it at the all time high, and says he's not like he doesn't even accept payment in Litecoin, <laughs> like like it was funny he was going to go speak at like World CryptoCon or whatever. And he said no 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 just pay me in Bitcoin. Like no you don't want us to pay you in Litecoin. Oh no 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 thank you. Like so to me like that's kind of a telling sign when the creator of the coin doesn't even want to get, get paid in it. It's funny to me. How about some good news? What do we see that's good? And I think this could be epic news, actually, depending on you know how long this guy stays. But the the U.S. has a new chief of staff. His name is Mick Mulvaney, and Mick he is going to be the United States President Donald Trump's chief of staff. He is uh, he is going to replace John Kelly. 
and he's going to be the acting White House chief of staff. I don't know if he's going to be the full-time or the long-time one, but he says Bitcoin is good. He says it's not manipulatable by any government. He's very pro-Bitcoin. He There's a speech that he covered that uh, M- Mother Jones covered where Mulvaney praised the decentralized nature of Bitcoin as a consensus currency. And he also said that the Federal Reserve effectively devalues the dollar and says that such control is not possible with a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin because it's not manipulatable by any government. So is this good for for Bitcoin? I say yes, Mr. Jolcom. Anytime that you have somebody who's that high up in the food chain who has the ear of whatever president is in the White House and talking good things about the cryptos, that to me is is a good sign. It right? is a good sign. And meanwhile, the Fed is going to be raising interest rates another quarter point. Here we have this incredible economy going on right now in the United States, and they're raising interest rates again. And what does that do? That just stifles a growing economy. It, it's time to abolish the Fed. It really is. Well, what's interesting is that this is the highest interest rates that we've had since the last Republican president. Right. So it's like whenever Democrats come in, they lower the interest rates and the economy still doesn't didn't boom. Not. But although Obama did take over a pretty crappy economy that Bush left because, you know, that whole 2008, 2009 crash was pretty bad. But still, it's like we're seeing some good movement moving in the right direction. Why do we want to stifle that? Um, too many haters out there just do stuff to 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 um, to hurt instead of actually you know, make things grow and keep going in the right direction, which is one which is one sort of foreshadowing into the Ronnie Moas story, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Our mutual friend, John Coitier, who's a contributor to Forbes.com, did some really superb investigative journalism. And this report he released said that top crypto exchange BitThumb is faking up to 94% of their trading volume. Of course, BitThumb is denying this. This is a Korean-based exchange, the world's second largest crypto exchange by volume. Yeah. Now, this is great because I actually connected John Coussier with uh, my friend Dmitry Buterin, who is over at a company called Hacken in Ukraine. I was just over in Ukraine. I had a great conversation with them. They have a also they have a cryptocurrency rating service called CryptoExchangeRanks.com. And and we were having some conversations and they said, dude, a lot of these exchanges are creating fake volume and they're using that fake volume to drive more money to come in. And they're also manipulating prices with this fake volume. And not only that, they're also starting to do audits on not only cryptocurrency exchanges, but also on some of these blockchain projects that say hey we're we're doing this we're doing that we've gotten we've gotten this far they're going in and doing audits because they have a hacken h-a-c-k-e-n dot i-o has a network of well over a thousand white hat hackers and what they'll do is they'll just you know they'll give them a project and go out there and and um, they've hacked over 20 different exchanges to find their vulnerabilities not to go in and steal the crypto, but to go in and see, you know, and, and, and to see if they're telling lies or if they're doing this to kind of keep them more transparent. 
And that's what they did with BitThumb is they went in, they, 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 they basically hacked it and through some of their own vulnerabilities and was able to figure out that much of their trading volume since summer of 2018 has been completely faked. Hmm. If true, of course, they're denying it. But if true, that's pretty significant. And uh, again, John broke this story and you guys, it's a pretty extensive report. So you go ahead to the link. By the way, the uh, show notes for all of the stories here for your own further reading, due diligence and entertainment um, value is at badco.in forward slash 220-220. And you can uh, check that out there. Good work, John. Yeah, it was it was great. I saw he he reached out. John reached out and was saying, "Hey, um, there's a story that I want to break." And I'm like, "Oh, well, here you go, dude. I need to connect you to the person who actually has all the resource." And so I connected them to the crypto exchange rank guys over there, uh, not Vitalik Buterin, but Dmitry Buterin, different dude in a different country in Ukraine. Great dudes. I I, I love what they're doing over there, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, him on the show before too long. Mm-hmm. There'll be some bread and butter. In there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You're so predictable. Not sorry. I know that's. I couldn't stop it. You know those where your brain comes up with it. it the other side of your brain says, "Don't say that," but your mouth is like going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. And even as you're saying yeah, it, I literally said, as soon as I reset his name in that way, I said, "Oh, here comes the pun by yeah. Joel." I, and I, I, I didn't mean of... to say that, but we're going to leave it out there because <laughs> this is keeping it real Uh, meanwhile here's an interesting story that you located and it's this company called blockstream and they are broadcasting bit the bitcoin blockchain from space like we don't need cell towers right because it's all satellite you know that's one of the challenges that we've had with crypto like when we were on the coinbank cruise in the mediterranean we had no wi-fi and so we were going to do this poker tournament I think buy-in to the poker tournament was like 0.1 of a Bitcoin or something. But like nobody had Wi-Fi. And so how in the hell are we supposed to transfer any Bitcoin (laughs) if you don't have Wi-Fi? So in the Maslow's, you know, um, hierarchy of needs, Wi-Fi is above Bitcoin because without Wi-Fi, you can't send Bitcoin. However, maybe now if Blockstream is able to broadcast the Bitcoin blockchain from space, maybe we can tap into that. And actually, not need to uh, to have an internet connection to utilize a Bitcoin still satellites. Is that what it's saying? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in in mm. fact, a part of the article says, "Who needs Verizon?" You know, no, we mm. can't hear you. We don't need you. We, we're going to make you obsolete because there's better tech out there to uh, mm. to transfer this data. I, I, I mean, I, I've experienced that firsthand. Like, if you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have internet connection. Crypto's worthless. Unless you're literally standing right beside someone and go boop, boop, and scan the the QR code. But still, you know, is that that you still need the Internet? Well, it wouldn't be bad crypto if we didn't have a John McAfee reference in it. You know, I mean, this when you say bad crypto, it's just there's this connection to, you know, people in the space that are controversial. In fact, you know, it's not unusual for people in the bad crypto mastermind to say, oh, why do you have so and so on the show? You know, why would you listen to, you know, interview somebody like Roger Veer or or John McAfee or uh, James Altucher that's just, you know, selling his his courses or Ronnie Moass. And we're like, you know what? The people in the space that are influential for better or for worse, 
we like to talk to them. They're interesting. And gang, this show, while we hope it's informative, this is entertainment, right? There's <laughs> there's no uh, misconceptions here that we are here to talk about the space that we are into, but we want to be entertaining. And, and these guys, McAfee's entertaining. Joel and Mr. Joel Kahn and Mr. Travis Wright aren't always entertaining. No. <laughs> but but John McAfee is pretty much always entertaining. So here's an interesting article here called Bath Salts to Bitcoin. That's what it's talking about. Bath Salts to Bitcoin? What the hell does that even mean? So it's 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 crazy. So it's like, here's all kinds of crazy shit going down with, with John McAfee again. So I don't even I don't even fully understand what's going on in this article. The, the story really focuses on this guy named Pete who made an investment in Verge, saw it go up, and then he thought that, um, you know, to get this thing to really go up, we need to get John McAfee talking about it because McAfee was prevalent in the space. And this article goes in depth about the discussions that these two had, uh, and it gives you a lot of insight into McAfee's life beyond what we've talked about here and beyond the documentary that you can see on Netflix, Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Uh, but, but Travis, the reason I said that he is going all Darth Vader is because he, he's quoted as in referring to promoting cryptos to make them go up. He, he's quoted as saying, my power to demolish is 10 times greater than my power to promote. Nice. With the, uh, with the Darth Vader sound. Very good. Well, you know, after reading this article here and kind of going through this, it would seem like, you know, Floyd Mayweather having problems, DJ Khaled, maybe Paris Hilton might be having some problems with the SEC. You know, I know that he says that he has had the SEC knock on his door before. Right. And so is that going to be something that, you know, they might go after him as a result of this? Because he has, you know, whenever he was sending out those tweets of like his favorite crypto of the day, those cryptos would always pump. And so like he was a he was a market mover for sure last year. And then the SEC knocked on his door and then he said he's no longer doing the crypto of the day. But he's definitely had some impact on the market. Well, he and he did talk about Verge. I guess he was promised a whole lot of money to promote um, Verge, and he didn't get it. And he tweeted out there an apology for his support. He says, you know, the number of Verge coins in circulation can't justify this price. I'm sorry for my error. I supported, uh, and he told this guy, Pete, I supported Verge based on your request, and I expect compensation. So these guys got into it. Uh, this is um, this is a really interesting bio, and I, mm-hmm. you know I think McAfee's uh, life in crypto seemed you know, like if we knew everything that went on behind the scenes, that would make a good mini series of its own. Dude, that guy, you know, he's he's been on our ep- he's been on Bad Crypto episode one hundred and episode two hundred. Uh, you know the way we've got this going on. Hopefully, if he's uh, he's still around, <laughs> he'll be on. Ba- if we're still around, right. Bad Crypto 300, we'll have John McAfee on. So if there's any crazy stories or anything you want us to ask him, let us know. And we next time we chat with him, we will uh, we will make sure to, to chat with him. I tell you what, he is always, you know, he, he knows how to get PR. He knows how to get people talking about him. Uh, and he's a very smart guy. I mean, he's he's been doing, you know, technology stuff since the, since, you know, before the 80s, 
Like he's a really he's like an old dude. He's in the seventies, right? Yeah, seventy two. Uh, I think he, he's a pioneer, and you know I like personally having a dude like him in the crypto space because it's funny. He's super entertaining. Some people don't like him. Uh, I don't care if you like him or not, but he's definitely uh, someone who's entertaining, and we're going to continue talking to him because every time we do, it's a super entertaining interview. So you know what? Suck it, haters. <laughs> we uh, we reached out to him and a bunch of others for their prediction for where the crypto market is going in 2019 and he wrote back i think just a few words that says i don't do predictions anymore and that was it yeah. he's <laughs> he is no longer making any predictions and so uh, but we have not heard the last well he's already wagered his junk yeah. Where can you go after that? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Here's a here's a story that you found from shanghaiist.com out of mm-hmm. Hong Kong. <laughs> so this dude's a Bitcoin millionaire, and he threw a ton of uh, cash off the top of a building. He made it rain. Yeah. His, uh, he says, on Friday afternoon, residents of one of the city's poorest neighborhoods in Sham Shui Pu district looked up to see hundreds of 100 Hong Kong uh, HKD banknotes falling from the sky. Videos from the scene show a cheering crowd scrambling to pick up as many bills as they can as he's literally making it rain, and he was wearing his black hoodie, and apparently shortly thereafter, they arrested him. (laughs) Why would they arrest this guy for handing out money? Littering. Just littering. you know, if you if you're calling that litter, right? I mean, that's the litter that everybody will clean up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think they're saying that he was a scam artist and he was heading up a pyramid scheme, and so I don't necessarily know that they arrested, you know, uh, Wong Ching Kit is his name um, because of him throwing the money there. I think it's partially because he made so much money from crypto. They're calling him a scam artist. I don't know exactly what his charges were, but. Um, the police say they only recovered 600 bills uh, from that, and he threw hundreds of millions of HKD from the rooftop. Well, good for him and good for anybody who uh, managed to latch on to that. They weren't so po after that if they caught a bunch of them, huh? <laughs> You know, maybe they can use that as a down payment for their 12-night stay on a space station. Like, the future is here. This story on Bitcoin.com The Orion Span is a project that is going to be a space station that's going to be used as a luxury hotel. It's going to launch in early 2022, and you can actually pay for your stay um, with crypto. It's not cheap, though. It is not cheap. So if you got in crypto really early on, then you could probably afford this. Uh, Probably not after the year of 2018, though. Probably can't. $9.5 million, and they basically, they have already sold out its first six months of reservations, and they are also accepting crypto, including Bitcoin Cash, for these 12-night packages. Now, this is something that I want to do someday, Mr. Jolcom. I think I would prefer to have it happen when it's $950 a night, though, instead of $9.5 million. I mean, like, I want to, you know, I used to want to be an astronaut. I used to want to, you know, astronomy has always been interesting to me i love those videos those hd videos from like the space station where you where it's circling the earth and you can see the aurora borealis the northern light shining all over earth and it's like 
that would be such an amazing thing. I think like that would be the ultimate trip on my bucket list is to go up in space. And I think the cost of that's going to decrease substantially over time. Maybe when I'm in my 60s or something, right, 20 years from now, then I'll be able to to do that. But golly, that would be so freaking awesome, wouldn't it? Well, I would. And what if you get up there, Travis, and you see that the earth is indeed flat? What are you going to do? Well, I would tweet it. (laughs) Maybe we can get a sponsor. Hey, guys, we're looking for a sponsor to send Joel and I to space. (laughs) Nine and a half million dollars. Well, well, actually, 19 million dollars because we both need to go. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we go we go together. So uh, for 12 nights, looks pretty cool, though. You can down make your down payment of $80,000 in Ethereum, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, or Litecoin. So, Charlie yeah, we Lee would like to probably, go there and do a podcast from space. Charlie Lee could probably pay him, in, well, he can't Litecoin anymore because he sold it. Yeah, he can't, yeah. What's happening at Facebook? It looks like they are moving towards blockchain. Well, word on the street is, Mr. Joe Com is that so they, they created a blockchain unit back in April of this year with David Marcus, who was the former president of PayPal and the VP at Facebook Messenger. And so Marcus is a big crypto fan, and he's also was a former board member at Coinbase. Well, they are hiring a bunch of crypto and blockchain developers right now. So their team has grown up to 40 employees, including a half a dozen ex-PayPal executives. And they are, there's the secretive unit that is basically, you know, includes all these people who have worked with Google Pay and Samsung Pay and PayPal and Coinbase and crypto. And they are working on something. So Facebook is maybe considering launching their own cryptocurrency that would enable its two plus billion users around the world to make electronic payments without the need for a traditional bank. And so they're, they're, they're already working with policy people in D.C. to ramp that up. And it looks to me like, you know, they're hiring all kinds of crypto savvy engineers, product managers, academics, legal experts. They are vastly expanding their blockchain group, especially, Mr. Joel Com, with this downturn in crypto. Like, there's a lot of amazing talent that's been working for these crypto projects. And with the crypto projects sort of stalling out because the market being so low that some of these projects are dying on the vine and, the, and there's a lot of great talent that is available looks like facebook's going hard to try to snag some of those folks it's just the problem is we don't trust facebook uh, facebook True. is very centralized and they've had multiple screw-ups with their misuse of data there's privacy issues but we will definitely see what happens it won't surprise me as facebook starts doing acquisitions of crypto related companies and we will be keeping our mm-hmm. eye on that for you. But of course, if you learn some news and you think we should know about it, that's what the Bad Crypto Mastermind is for. You guys should join us on Facebook at badco.in forward slash mastermind. And before you post a story, do a quick search and see if it's already been posted by somebody else. Really easy to do. But otherwise, join us there and let us know if there's something you think that we should cover. Very true. Final piece of news before we get into the next piece of news after that. Uh, really big news. Binance CEO, CZ, uh, Peng Zhao, followed me on Twitter. I am now the 67th person that he is following on Twitter. He did not follow Mr. Joel Com. He so did not. I don't, know, I don't know why that is, but um, maybe, uh, maybe we can get him on Bad Crypto someday. 
I would love to get him on Bad Crypto. Actually, we do have another piece of news before we get to the other piece of news, and that is uh, the podcast that has been the spinoff show from Bad mm-hmm. Crypto. The Crypto Chick with Rachel Wilson is getting great feedback and traction. There's a story in RadioInc.com about it today. And if you guys have not yet subscribed, Rachel gets access face-to-face to a lot of people that we haven't. And she's got a lot of great interviews coming up. It's thecryptochick.io. Go and subscribe to her show and listen because I think you're going to enjoy that almost as much as you enjoy listening to us, maybe more. You know, she's she's tenacious. She goes to these events and brings her microphone and chats with all these folks. And so not only has she, you know, she had a quick conversation with Vitalik Buterin. She said she's chatted with Tim Draper and She's had a lot of great conversations. Uh, the uh, Justin Wu from from uh, Tron, uh, Justin Sun from Tron, excuse me. Uh, and uh, she's just tenacious. Like when I go to these events, I don't carry around my mic. I don't necessarily want to interview people there. I prefer to interview people, you know, like we do with my microphone here and we chatting. With, I don't necessarily want to do an interview right there, especially if Mr. Joel Com's not there. I don't like to do an interview without Mr. Joel Com, but that seems right. But Rachel's tenacious. She'll go out there and just hey. You got a couple minutes, boom, and she'll get a, she's always getting great content. So if you want to get some great insights and and, and listen to her, go, go check it out for sure. TheCryptoChick.io. Okay, let's talk about the elephant in the living room. Let's have a family chat here, okay? And I really want to do this in a way that does justice to the situation because many of you are asking what's going on with Ronnie Moes. As you know, Ronnie was, and maybe again someday will be, a friend of the show, had been on our show multiple times, most recently on stage with us at World Crypticon, and there's a video of that on the Bad Crypto website. Uh, It's embedded from YouTube, and we had a bit of a falling out, and um, between that and what's going on with him and those of you that subscribe to his newsletter by listening to him on the show, we thought we would address that. So, uh, Travis, I'm going to go ahead and set the stage of what happened, if that's okay mm-hmm. with you. Okay. Go ahead. So, here I go. So, Ronnie puts out his newsletter and, you know, he's got his recommendations in there and he's got his opinions in there. It's probably about a month ago that he wrote something that I I and Travis both felt was just beyond the pale. Uh, I am totally fine with people having their own political opinions. I'm a big believer in free speech, as is Mr. Travis Wright. Say what you want. Think what you want. Right. There's there shouldn't be any thought police and there shouldn't be any speech police. In fact, I would go so far as to say that there is no such thing as hate speech. There's just people being jerks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, Ronnie is very vocal that he hates the president. Fine. that That's fine. I, I didn't like the last one. I didn't cry and whine about it like a little baby for eight years, uh, but I didn't I didn't care for him. So. So what? Well, you know what? And, that, and, and I just and I think it's one of those things is I didn't care that he didn't like Trump. It doesn't matter to me. I don't yeah. love Trump. I don't really care if you like him or not. I, and But we still like. I can still get along with Ronnie, even though that we d- would disagree on on certain things. Right. And, we would and you around. sent me a message. You sent me a message. Yeah. Well, he wrote in his newsletter, mm-hmm. basically, he said that he thought Americans should not buy 
American. Do not buy products and services made in America. And he was very explicit as to why he was discouraging people from buying American. He said because it would hurt the economy and thereby hurt the president. When I saw that, I thought that is just wrong. There are no circumstances that I could imagine telling my fellow countrymen to damage our own economy so that the president or whoever's in charge is hurt. And what I did, I I took action on it first, and I posted in the Bad Crypto Mastermind saying, Ronnie, there's just, there's no excuse for this. And I think that you should issue a full retraction of that statement because it's harmful. Well, he went off on me with, you know, privately, uh, maybe he posted publicly too, I don't know, but there were F-bombs and he's he wrote in his newsletter that we demanded an apology, which I did not do. I merely stated, and it's there in the mastermind for anybody to see, that he created a retraction. Mr. Travis Wright did not uh, act so reservedly. <laughs> no, I did not. I thought I was completely. I thought I was completely bogus. I said. I said to him, you know, and, and I and I and I have always been very respectful to the guy, and we've we've got we've had lots of banter back and forth. We've had you know lots of hilarity. I actually, you know, even did an impersonation of him on on the World Crypticon stage during the introduction, which was pretty funny. And but it's all out. It's all out of respect. It's all out of you know. I I appreciated what the guy. Had 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 had, um, had done to the space, but I said to him, "I go, I go, don't buy made in America to hurt Trump." Really? Wow, you're a dipshit communist. <laughs> I go, I go, your reports are made in America. I go, these new podcasts you're going to do is going to be made in America. You better move to another country. And he goes, "Do not contact me again." I'm like, okay, commie bozo. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what happened, and. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to let Ronnie know that Mr. Travis Wright did not speak for the both of us. Uh, I, I have a more diplomatic approach because, honestly, I have absolutely nothing against the guy. I think that he has his own issues. We all have issues. You know, I'm not going to pretend to diagnose him. I know that his work is his life. And, and I actually have respect for him as, a, as an analyst. He lives and breathes you know, researching this stuff and putting out these reports and standing behind what he does. I have not looked to see, you know, if he was really, I, I, I don't know for sure if he's really in the top 10. I've looked at some of the sites he references and it does appear that he's very good at what he does. And I wrote him, I said, you know, just so you know, all I asked you to do was do this and and he said, "Well, I appreciate that, and it was good to meet you, and goodbye." But no, like, not did- only that. Like we're missing a key thing. Like he literally, when we called him on the where he basically says, "Don't buy American, don't do this." Like we called him on it. Joel said, "Hey, send a retraction." Before we were even, where I called him a commie bozo. He literally sent off a big fu, and then he wrote this big fu comment in the Facebook group. And then he posted it and sent it to his 3,000 subscribers. Right. F you, F Joel Com, F Travis Wright, F the president. Like, literally, he just went off the deep end. Well, did he? I don't know that he said our names. I think he referred to a podcast. Oh, no, he said bad crypto podcast that I've been on, okay. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I no. guess he did. 
I'm going through and reading the I'm reading the emails and stuff that was going through during this it time. Was re- it was emotional and reactionary, and it, it was it was not a sign of somebody who was thinking calmly. In my mind, you know, when you when you react, there's a difference between reacting and responding. When we react, we do it out of our emotions. When we respond, we do it out of our mind, right? Thinking mm-hmm. things through, and he is very reactionary and when i see that i'm like okay and i and i step back and so he blocked and banned us on facebook and twitter well maybe you blocked him first i always let people Mm -hmm. that are behaving in what i perceive to be an immature fashion i allow them to do the blocking first unless they are vile to me but i like to give people a second chance an opportunity Mm -hmm. to make things right and he uh he walked away he blocked and banned, and I'm like, well, at this point, he can't be in our mastermind group, and so I banned him from the mastermind group, and that's mm-hmm. where that's where that's at. Like, there's been no communication, right? Not at all. But you know, if you keep if you go on Twitter, and and I'm, we're going to let you guys do your own research on this because it's just the way that it is. You know, he multiple times was talking about dig dignity token, and um, you know, he 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 really. He, I think he's mentioned on Twitter nearly 400 times. Uh, he wrote a big report out to his to his subscriber list. In, in my opinion, he was going a little over the top on Dig. I never bought any Dig ever just because it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. My thought was, dude, if Dig is a scam, you're going to get hosed. Like you're going to you're literally hitching your you're hitching your trailer to this company, and you're talking about it like he's like the key influencer. And now there's been some sort of independent investigative journalists out there that have been pulling up data on Ronnie and there's some questionable stuff that I've read now about the guy that I, you know, so it's just, well, your own research. I, I, yeah, I don't know. See, I'm not going to even go there. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about questionable stuff. I, I don't know if it's questionable or not. And I'm not going to go on rumors of what other people say. I don't think that's fair. Well, it's it, not necessarily rumors. Like he, he says multiple times that he, he's a one man operation. But then according to Bloomberg, he's got five people that are members of his team that don't exist anywhere on LinkedIn. That's the latest thing that's been that people are freaking out about. And then some of the other stuff that he's been saying about Dig, there's just a whole bunch of stuff going back and forth and back and forth. And who knows? I'm just glad I never got in Dig at all. And uh, who knows if it's legit or not. Here's the thing about Dig, because I know you guys want us to address this as well. And I do have Dig, and uh, and that's fine. Um, I have no reason to not believe that he was deceived by these people i can't imagine that somebody who has a track record like he has would go in so deeply just for what the 40 grand and 40 grand worth of tokens that i think he got for writing the report you know i could tell he is super stressed and i do think that anybody who's blaming him for this needs to take responsibility for their own stuff. I I don't, you know, I don't begrudge him at all for this. I think he's doing the best he can. And honestly, you know, where I sit, uh Travis, I don't know where you are. If he would apologize, if he would apologize, uh I would forgive him and he would be welcome back to talk about it. But right now I I don't think that I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to apologize. I certainly don't owe him an apology for asking him to retract you know, his anti-American, uh, you know, uh, thing that he said. 
I don't, I don't. I just went right along with it. I'm like, all right, don't buy American. Don't buy Ronnie Moass's Made in America reports. <laughs> like, I, that's what I you want. There you go. I, Some... I am concerned about the guy. I really am. I'm, I'm worried about him. I am worried about his, uh, his, he's at a 10 emotionally because you see it in his newsletters. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that people who are attacking him, if they bought something, Based on his recommendation, he did at one point say no more than two to three percent. I think, mm-hmm. I think of you know your investments into a company like Dig. Uh, so mm-hmm. you know people who lost their life, you know savings in this. I feel horrible for them, but you gamble. You know, you you could have gone to Vegas in the in the movie Vegas Vacation. And we talked about this in the last show. Chevy Chase goes up to the dealer who, you know, keeps beating him everywhere. You know, he is in the casino and says, how about I just hand you a hundred bucks and you kick me in the nuts? Nice. (laughs) And so, you know, if you're gambling, we said multiple times on this show that if you invest in crypto, you could lose everything. And so. Yeah, like a lot of people have. I mean, if you invested early on in this year, I mean, a lot of people have lost ninety percent. Well, you don't actually lose until you sell. Uh, And you know, I think the first couple of interviews that we had with Ronnie were very good. I love the very first one that he had. There was so much insight there. I think you could see a little bit into Ronnie's personality when he went off on PayPal, right? And he was so angry about when he went off on our listeners. That was we both cringed Mm. when he asked for donations oh, yes. to Food for the Poor, which is a worthy organization. Mm-hmm. But then he went off on people for not donating. Not giving enough, yeah. And, and I actually, I confronted him on that. And he said, well, here's the proof. I got this much and this much. And I'm thinking shaming people and guilting people to give is never a good solution. And uh, Ronnie just thinks differently. He He's mm-hmm. following, you know, the Apple <laughs> mantra. He, he thinks different. But you know what? I hope I hope this this whole dig thing doesn't destroy him. It looks like he's taking a severe reputation beating right now, and might want to know that's that's one of the reasons we wanted to sort of you know share this information with you because there was a big elephant in the room. Ronnie's not coming back on bad crypto. Some of you knew why, some of you didn't know why, and uh, we wanted to give you guys an update because so many people were asking us about us and DMing us and tweeting us and emailing us and Facebook messaging us. Are you going to talk about Ronnie? What's going on with Ronnie? We want to know about Ronnie. We weren't going to talk about it. I was done. The dude's name was dead to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're such a hardliner, Mr. Travis, right? I, you know, here again, uh, I think I can speak for us both when I say that we wish Ronnie nothing but the best. I don't have any hard feelings against the guy and uh, you know again if he would say he was sorry for doing what he did and treating us the way he did i mean we've been nothing but good to the guy right we we brought him on here multiple times we put him on stage we've promoted you know to our audience his service mm-hmm. and we've got him keynote speaking gigs yeah. like in really top focused places in the world we did not we've deserve that we did not deserve that type of treatment yeah. You're a bozo, Mr. Jolcom. I'm blocking you right now. <laughs> uh, best to you, Ronnie. If you hear this, uh, we hope that... Um, that Bad things... crypto listeners, you are all bozos. <laughs> we, I hope. I'll just say I. I won't speak for Travis. I, I hope that things go well for, <laughs> for Stay you. Stay bozo. 
<laughs> That's all right. With that, we have addressed it. Uh, hey, you guys, pay attention. Next show coming up, we are going to talk about how to Puzzles. give the, the gift of crypto. It's not too late to gift crypto to friends and family for the holidays. And we're going to talk about that. And it's going to be good. We promise you're going to enjoy it. Please write us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts or give us a call on the Bad Crypto Hotline. It is open 24-7 for you to call us at 708-885-9030. 708-885-9030. Call us and say whatever you want to say. You know, we're, we're good. Until next time. Have some, have some eggnog and stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.